All right. So about a year ago when I was prepping this show and pre-recording some episodes and talking to guests and everything, I had, you know, pretty much my first 10 episodes lined up. And then me and this guy were just talking via Facebook messenger one day. And I was like, yeah, man, should come on the show. Come on the show. Like I started this podcast it hasn't actually aired yet, but I'm, I'm cutting episodes. This will be a lot of fun. And it actually was like a nice kickoff to the show. And this guy right here on the basement today is coming back for a second time. And he was my first interview. You were the first interview that aired on Tyler Geis's basement and you're back again. And I wanted to have you back again. Cause I know since we've done that episode, you've made a journey out into the world and you, you know, you've gone, you've been there and come back again. And it sounds like you're leaving again for a little bit. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the basement, Evan Clinton. Thanks, Tyler. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, let's just fucking jump right in. Literally, like a year ago, you were planning on going down to New Orleans, and you did it. Talk to me. Okay. So, as you may recall, I had mentioned that I was interested in going to New Orleans around this time in 2020. Mm-hmm. And we all know what was happening this time in 2020. <laughs> the world had other plans. Well, like, and... Literally like two years ago now. Shit, man. Yeah, I know, right? It's yeah. crazy. And so I just put it on the back burner and finally figured that the time was right this winter to get out of New Hampshire and New England, try New Orleans out, in mostly in terms of show business pursuits film and what have you and it was it was a good experience it was, there were ups and downs just like any experience i imagine for the most part but i've come to the conclusion that it's entirely possible i could end up doing it again next year or something similar somewhere different maybe but it, it was really good to like you said get out into the world away from our little new england film community which there's nothing wrong with that it's just that it's what i've always done and i really wanted to change a pace change a venue just to see you know what's different what might work differently down here to my benefit or vice versa nice dude well put so you I, I think I remember I because I was in New Orleans back in June of last year, and I remember texting you. And it, first of all, New Orleans in June um, is Oof. oh my god! Like I'm in Florida, and I think it's hot. Like there's something about the heat in Louisiana in the summer. It oh, it just like it burns your skin and like burns your soul. Like it just haunts you. It's it's pretty. It's pretty bad. Um, but I remember like texting you and I've been like, Hey dude, I'm, I'm in new Orleans. I kind of dig it. I, I, I didn't really like, ex- I was just on like a three or four day, little extended weekend vacation kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I kind of, you, you kind of hinted at some things with how it worked out for you. Um, how did it kind of work out down there? Well, you know, as soon as I actually got settled, <laughs> which it, it didn't really take that long. You know, my, my car is small. It can only handle so much stuff to begin with. But as soon as I, you know, got my little space settled and what have you, I was like, okay, what, what, what am I, you know, really going to do for work while I'm here? Because as much as I'd 
like to just be able to not work for two or three months or whatever. That's just not the reality. So I said, all right, there's, there's some obvious casting companies that I should get in touch with, what have you, and, you know, just Google searching for starters and come to find out that the majority of the local ones work through this database called mycastingfile.com. And you find primarily background work there, but every once in a while, they'll have a more featured role, whether or not there are actually lines is another story. Don't mind the Cambridge chimes, so I'm <laughs> here in my dad's office. But anyway, my casting file, it's a great database. And even if you're not actively looking through that database for casting calls, what have you, there's a good chance that because there's so much going on down there in terms of productions and different TV shows, movies, et cetera, et cetera, if you're in the database, the casting directors will call you, even if it's just for background work, because you get some of those larger scenes that call for more and more people. I hate to say it, but they'll take anybody. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, it's great because I'm not looking for a full-time job. You know, I'm, I'm looking for onset experience. I'm looking for something that's flexible. So it's like, okay, you know, just a couple of days a week. Yeah, okay, I can make that work and still enjoy the area, have some free time, try to work on other auditions and things that might come up as well. For example, something I totally didn't expect to come up is one reason why I chose New Orleans for this whole trip to begin with is my acting coach from Rhode Island had moved down there in like 2019. And he was really encouraging me to come check it out. And based on how many productions were around, he's like, you know, you'll, you'll definitely get in on this and what have you. He invited me on as a producer with his company and his indie films that he's pushing out. The, uh, the production company is called Dodge Cine, Dodge Cine Productions. That's like Dodge is in the city and then Cine as in cinema. So it's kind of a play on words in that regard. And we've got a couple of short films that we're trying to finish up in post and get them, get them finished up so that we can submit them to festivals and go from there. So I, even though I've come in late to the game on that, it's been a great experience. It's been a learning experience and I'm excited for what that could hold for the future. So you're like a producer now. You... <laughs> You went down there to be an actor and you ended up producing movies. You, you basically said it as I've been thinking it for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I was just like, hey guys, remember that time I went down to New Orleans as an actor and came back a producer? <laughs> Something what? along those lines. Like totally unexpected. And that's one of the best parts about it. When, when you take chances like this and do things that aren't necessarily set in stone like yeah i knew i was going down there but did i have any jobs specifically lined up or anything no i was going on a wing and a prayer so for that kind of thing to kind of show up and manifest materialize that's just like okay yes for once i roll the dice and no i, I don't get snake eyes <laughs> that's cool man is there anything you can uh say 
right now about the uh, films you produced? Well, because we're still in post-production, yeah. you know, I don't really want to give too much away, but I will say that there two one of the one of them is of feature length according to industry standards the other is still a short film and we're probably going to try to market them produce them as a package deal and you know just call it like one short film something like that one short film one feature film i'm sorry fuck yeah Fuck yeah. Yeah. Dude. So like, all right. So everybody tells me about New York, Los Angeles, and even Atlanta now, but I always, Mm -hmm. people always in like New Mexico too, kind of gets lumped in with New Orleans because there's a lot of stuff shooting in New Mexico also. Well, I don't really know how much now, but I know New Mexico did have a, was popping for a little bit because of Breaking Bad, but like, what is the, Mm. I don't know, just talk to me about the, the 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 acting grind in new orleans because like i i i don't i don't know like you hear all these stories of just the crazy stories of like the acting grind on the east coast and on the west coast but i feel like nobody nobody tells me any crazy stories about you know trying to land a gig in new orleans gotcha gotcha and i guess i could say unfortunately i can't speak to that so much at least not in as positive a way as i'd like to be able to because did i end up with any speaking roles or anything like that no not so much not really and i mean i I guess that's also valuable in a way it's like hey you know i got in on this database and worked several sets etc etc but you know still didn't quite crack the code as to how to you know move up a rung on the ladder and, you know, I just kind of scratched my head like, geez, what I miss? You know, I've been looking through all these casting calls and, you know, doing Google searches, even checking backstage listings, what have you. It's just like, what's what's the hidden element here that I'm missing? I don't know if it comes down to having a local agent or something like that, representation management. I mean, I'm sure those are all factors that could actually be kind of determining variables. So it's something for me to consider moving forward. But at the same time, like this is, it's only been two and a half months. So that's not, that's really not a lot of time overall, all things considered. If I gave it longer, then I think as far as chances are concerned, odds are concerned, I'd you know be able to do a little bit better. But I, I really consolidated it i pushed for what i could and i can't say that i'm disappointed with what i got you know it was it was a great entry level first pass attempt word up um (laughs) and now i'm that much better prepared for next time so you're gonna go back next time it's possible it's possible i mean especially since i don't know what's gonna happen with these short films that i'm producing i might be chasing them around film festivals around the country or even internationally who knows you know there's if if what took place in just two and a half months just all these things that happened what have you imagine what's going to happen in the next six months when i'm starting to think about or even considering along the way hmm, what am i going to do next winter because 
for the next six months. You know, my plan is to go back to work at my day jobs in New Hampshire on the for Mount Washington cruises and maybe chaos and kindness as well. Uh, it would be interesting to see how I chaos and kindness juggle the three. Yes. What <laughs> is chaos and kindness? Did you explain Did that I to not, me? Sorry. I think I might have, but if I didn't, just in case, or as a refresher, Chaos and Kindness was funded by the members of Recycle Percussion. And if you all aren't familiar with them, they made it to third place on America's Got Talent in 2009. And they are exactly what the name suggests. They use trash cans and such as their drums and, you know, gallon buckets, et cetera. <laughs> and I mean, that's, that's not all their show is. They, they do dancing and strange skits, but it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of chaos. The chaos and kindness whole um, concept came from an idea that they had while they were out in Las Vegas doing their residency, but they just didn't feel like that was the place to do chaos and kindness. Now they're actually from New Hampshire, so they've got quite the following back here. And they moved back to New Hampshire, started Chaos and Kindness as a TV show where they basically just go around doing random acts of kindness amongst lots of chaotic stunts as well. And they'll use those to sometimes raise money to put back out into the community, so on and so forth. And over time, you know, even if it was just a couple of years, a retail store kind of grew out of that concept to, again, raise more money to put back out into the community in a variety of ways. Highly recommend you check out the show. It can be found on YouTube, Vimeo, I think. Just chaosandkindness.com. That's their main website. You'll be able to find it from there for sure. Learn more about it, what have you. Interesting. All yeah. right. I want to touch on New or one last thing about New Orleans. Um, because mm -hmm. I really loved the city, but like I, I you know, everybody talks New Orleans, everybody talks Bourbon Street. It was it was all right. <laughs> Not gonna lie, we we had uh, had some adventures on Bourbon Street. <laughs> Anything you can tell, sir. I can tell you that I witnessed a fight <laughs> and some other uh, X-rated material. Yeah, probably, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> Something about <laughs> you show me these, you get some beads. <laughs> oh, okay. You, so you, you saw that. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Were you, wait, when when were you there again? This I was there during Mardi Gras. Oh, so, so you saw it go time. down, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, good for you. Like, you know, I I you know, I know that's a maybe a tongue in cheek topic these days, but you know, right. Fuck it, go to Mardi Gras. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I wasn't there to party party or anything. I was there to try to further my career. But when in Rome, as they say. <laughs> yeah. No, when, when we were there, I remember, you know, Bourbon Street was fun. We actually went on like a haunted uh, pub crawl, not a, or a haunted tour, whatever it was. Yeah. And um, the the court gesture, the host of it, whatever they call her, she's 
she was really funny. She was like a comedian from like New York city who moved down to new Orleans. Mm -hmm. And, um, so she had a lot of like cool little one-liner jokes, but the craziest thing was we went to this bar and, you know, we're outside and there's like a story behind the bar that it's like haunted by this jealous woman. Cause like her husband, I guess, hopped on a ship during some war once one of the major wars that I, I can't remember, but, um, basically like left her never came back started a new life with like another woman or something so she's just like she's like this ghost of this very jealous woman so the rumor is is like if you're if you're married or if you're in a relationship and you go in there and like you know something happens to you like i don't know like your wallet goes missing it's it means that you're in a good relationship because that woman is jealous of you. That ghost of that woman is jealous of you. So I went in there, I got a drink at the bar because we pits, made a pit stop there. And then I go into the bathroom and, you know, I think there's like a selfie of me. Yeah, I'm in the bathroom, but you know, it's in the mirror. I'm not doing anything <laughs> rude, but it's actually the big Lebowski time magazine mirror thing. And it's on my Instagram, check it out. <laughs> but um, um, I left and I'm back outside and we're waiting to, you know, keep the tour going. And the bartender comes out and he's like, Hey, is this anybody's hotel key card? And it was mine. And I was like, Oh shit. And then everybody was like, Oh, there it is. There it is. There's the ghost. And like, everybody's looking at me and my wife. They're like, you guys must be happily married, I guess. <laughs> no, there's like a, there's a lot. Of, I don't know. I thought it was like a, a cool city with like a lot of great history to it. But like, did you check out any, um, like the jazz clubs they have there? Not specifically. We kind of wandered by them as we were strutting along Bourbon Street, Frenchman Street. Yeah. Just the, the French Quarter overall. We did stop at one place, but they weren't really playing jazz. It was more bluesy, which is great. I love the blues, rock mm -hmm. and roll. If I can remember, then this place was on Frenchman Street, but of course I can't remember it was called but the guitarist was phenomenal blues guitarist and that was pretty much the extent of our culture visit put it that way <laughs> <laughs> okay i mean um, you, you can say that mardi gras is a culture in and of itself but <laughs> as far as the music side of things is concerned yeah that that was that was a good time. And even though we were just there for a couple of hours, and I say, I say we, so I had a friend from here come visit me and we are a mutual acting friend just happened to be in new Orleans as well for Mardi Gras. Mm -hmm. And she had her friend with her. So we were an entourage for the better part of a week. And yeah, it, it was, it was great. It was great. Cool. Yeah. yeah, no, we went to um, literally, I think, I don't know if it was the same night or the night after the uh, the haunting, the haunted pub crawl, whatever it was, tour. Um, mm -hmm. It's like, if you guess, you, I guess if you go like to the way back of the French Quarter, you can, there's like all these cool small jazz clubs and there's just like people barbecuing in the street. Like just, oh, yeah. I, I don't know, like it was just such a nice like culture clash. And I feel like culture clash like can be used as a negative term these days. Mm -hmm. But like 
I feel like it was just everybody mingling with each other. Yeah. And I was like, I haven't like had something like this in a while. And I thought that was just so fucking nice. Um, and the For food, sure. the food in that town is amazing. Um, yes. Moving. Yeah, it's, go ahead. Sorry. sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, and it's refreshing to have that kind of experience post pandemic, if you will, you know, yeah. it's like, cause even we, though they, they technically still had a mask mandate in effect that actually just went away in new Orleans in like the beginning of March, like in the middle of our Mardi Gras festivities and what have you, they finally did away with the mask mandate. <laughs> yeah. Um, really, this is just for my personal interest, I guess, but um, what is like, is there anything major shooting in New Orleans right now? Do you know of? I'd I'd say so. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything prohibiting me from saying you know what's what's shooting well. Some things. I'll. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure I wanna, I, oh, let me say this. Actually, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm tripping over myself here. Something fierce. I, I did just see this release the other day. This show called Renfield, starring Nicolas Cage, is filming down there. Yeah. And I'll also say this. I don't know what other programs have been released, but it's not the only vampire production being shot in New Orleans at this time. They are. They take their vampire stuff very seriously. They're all about it. (laughs) Yeah. There's a there's a shop there in the French quarter, like a tiny corner store. That's like the vampire history museum or something. And (laughs) so I went when I went last summer. So like restrictions were being lifted, but then of course a month later, like everything changed again, kind of, but like, so you, we were on this tour and the, um, they tell us like, yeah, yeah. How about, you know, everybody just go into the store and just check it out. I know the owner and everything. So we all walk in we all file in like 15 of us and the owner of like this, the vampire store is just like on the phone. She sees us all like engulf her, like her store, the size of this room. And she's like, yeah, she's like on the phone. She's like, yeah, can you, can you hold on a second? She's like, guys, only 10 people in here at once, please. <laughs> and we were like, okay. I mean, I, yeah. I don't really need anything from her store. Like I'm not really into vampire shit, but <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, but I did hear about the Nicolas Cage movie and like he's fucking playing Dracula or something. And there was some set photos and he looks he looks really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Nicholas Cage um in the Cage Renaissance we're having right now. I think it's an awesome oh thing. Gosh. So I did one of those haunted tours that you mentioned. I think they just call them, you know, ghost tour or whatever. Yeah. And our guide was very, very informative. He's been local to New Orleans, I think he'd said his entire life. And the stories that he told about Nick Cage, uh, <laughs> boy, one one that I, I wouldn't mind repeating was that he had bought, if I can remember her name now, uh, oh, the Lollery Mansion. And if you don't know, Madame Lollery was a sick, twisted woman who killed a bunch of her slaves and buried them in the floorboards of her house or something along those lines. Oh, is yeah. I, I got this story too. Yeah. 
very, very haunted. And for evidence, he bought that mansion. And I don't think he even ended up sleeping one night in it. Yeah. But that's when that's when his life and career started to tank in like 2006, 2007, his marriage, his career, his investments, la-di-da. And then there were a couple of other anecdotes just about him around the city. And I think, you know, he eventually, eventually probably blamed it on the mansion, parted with it, et cetera, et cetera. And this is, this is what I actually find fascinating. All these, all these filmmakers, they would love to film there because of the notoriety, but the only folks that have been allowed to been Ozzy and Jack Osborne. What did they make? I think a music video. <laughs> I think, or it was part of that show that they did a few years ago, the Ozzy and Jack's road trip or something like that. Oh, I missed that one. I don't remember ex- exactly what it was called, but what one of those two, they, they actually filmed in there and they're the only notable people to do so. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, cool, man. I, I'm I'm happy you got to go do that. I'm happy you came on my show and literally said, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I want to do. And you went out and did it and you came back and told me about it. And you're going to do it. And you, you fucking, you're a movie producer now, dude. Like, no, it's, it's wild. It's wild. <laughs> I mean, technically, 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 I'm like, let's raise some funds together, Evan. Let's do something. Right. <laughs> Just to say, I'm at the end of my two month what they call it, provisionary period or something, you know, test me out, see how I do. Make yeah. sure I can cut the mustard and hold my own and pull my weight, all those, all those things. So in a week and yeah, about a week, the other members of the team are going to meet and decide whether or not to bring me on, what the terms, conditions, all that fun stuff is going to be. We'll go from there. Wow. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thanks. I know that sounds sarcastic, but sincerely. No, um, I, I, I got you. I got you. Um, but so, okay. For the folks listening at home before we went on, uh, Evan gets on, he goes like, you know, Hey, I, you know, I just, I'm actually leaving again tomorrow. So, and I was like, where the fuck are you going? So you're now, you just got back and now you're going cross country. <laughs> right you're like the secret life of walter mitty you're like that movie (laughs) it's funny you bring that up because that came up somewhere in conversation for me not too long ago i think it was just a few weeks ago maybe a couple months tops and i specifically remember some critic i think referred to that as the next forrest gump or something along those lines underrated movie What's that? It's an underrated movie, if you ask me. Walter Mitty, I mean, I appreciated it for what it was, but oh, I didn't yeah. appreciate it being compared to Forrest Gump. <laughs> no, like, no, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I don't think yeah. it's I, Forrest Gump is on a completely different level, but. Right. Just like, I, I'll never forget on the back of the Frozen DVD cover, I think somebody made a reference comparing it to The Lion King. I'm like, no, no. you don't do that. You can't go there. <laughs> Fuck out of here with that shit. Man. Again, it holds its own okay, but these no, we're talking about two entirely different 
points in time for Disney for starters. And yeah, just two really different films overall. Anyway, going back to the original question. Oh, you know, my travels, Secret Life of Walter Mitty and so on and so forth. The reasoning behind this is I, I like to call it revenge traveling. <laughs> you know, I, I, <laughs> I am now it doing sounds things. like a really bad movie. <laughs> this summer, there will be revenge traveling. <laughs> the, Evan Clinton no. is back. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, there are trips that I've wanted to take, things that I've wanted to do, even just traveling in general for a really long time. I'm going to be 33 in 10 days. Ooh. And yeah, it's a weird age. To me. So, and I, I really put this off for, for the most part, for one reason or another, most part, because of career choices and wanting to make more progress headway etc before before i do these things but you know what (laughs) i mean did it did it help and i'm sure but at the same time everything in moderation you got to balance life could and any 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 time really you know some freak accident happens it's like okay did uh, did you really get to have all the experiences you wanted? You know what's uh, what's I don't know what's what's your job going to do? You know once you're gone there, they'll, yeah. they'll move on, they'll replace you. But you can't you can't have those experiences again. You know once once you're gone, it's over. So I, I'm like I said, revenge traveling, trying to make up for putting it off for so long in this whirlwind of a winter that you know i actually i'm I'm here now because i left my airbnb two weeks early to make this trip happen and that's actually not even the only reason another reason was my car took a beating down in new orleans you think the roads are bad in new england they're actually probably 10 times worse and in 10 times more in area than they are in New England. It's really, really bad, yeah. and it, it sucks because I put a lot of money in my into my car just to get down there and have peace of mind for the sixteen hundred mile journey. And at the beginning of my third day of travel, see, I, I went down over the course of three eight hour days, so you know, two nights in hotels, whatever. I figured that was a good pace, a good start. The beginning of my third day, you know, last day on the road. In Tennessee, on some highway going south, I think it was like 75 or something like that, there's the most massive pothole in the middle of the highway that I've ever seen in my entire life. And there's nothing I can do to avoid (laughs) it because it's only two lanes. It's only two lanes with no shoulder because there's like road construction going on in the median or something like that. And I'm going 65, 70 miles an hour or something, you know, just keeping up with traffic, whatever, flow of traffic. And again, you know, I got traffic beside me. I can't move over. And I don't think I even could see the pothole early enough anyway, because I got traffic in front of me blocking the road. So I can't, it's just, it sucked. It was so bad. And so 
I hit this thing and it's like, it's, I'm not exaggerating. It was like a freaking crater and it spans like feet and feet and feet. So it's like you go down, you know, you get a big hit there and then boom. And again, you get another big hit getting out of it. And I mean, I'm so glad that I didn't bottom out and wreck the thing. But at the same time, I was just like, the suspension is kind of, it's going to hate that. And sure enough, every time I went over a small bump after that, I could hear something rattling. I'm like, oh no. And this is when you're on your way to New Orleans, this right? This is when I'm on my way. Oh, dude. Almost botched yeah, the trip, right? man. I tell you. So I get there finally. And I'm like, all right, so I got to find a mechanic when, once I'm settled and <laughs> just trying to find somebody who works on BWs to begin with is apparently a very difficult task. A lot of folks pass on it. You know, they just want to work on the domestics. And I, I just, I guess I've been spoiled and enough to not have that problem where I am here in New Hampshire. I mean, granted, I've brought it to some European auto specialists once in a while, but otherwise I, you know, take it to any other dealership for whatever reason. And, you know, they're not passing on it. They have so many mechanics that are just, oh yeah, well, you don't work on VWs or we don't work on VWs anymore down there. It's like, okay. So I finally get somewhere that's going to look at it <laughs> they want to charge me three grand to basically rebuild the entire front end and i'm like no i just want the noise fixed and it's like i get where they're coming from because if you if you fix this one broken part with the suspension and the other side still sucks then you can't do a proper alignment and you know okay well fine, then I'll chew up some tires, but at least the thing isn't going to fall apart on me next time I hit a bump. And like I said, I traveled around New Orleans and the suburb that I was staying in about 2,000 miles while I was down there, 1,500 to 2,000 miles. And that's, that's a lot of bumpy road to be hitting mm -hmm. with a shoddy suspension. And it just got to the point where I was like, boy, I got I got this many more miles to go home again. So it's like, I've already been doing this for 1500 miles or whatever. I've got 1500 more miles to go. Hopefully the roads are all good. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going the same way I came. And I know that I'm not going to hit that giant ass pothole again, but hopefully it makes the trip back home. You know, that's, that's really where it was at. And I was thinking the longer I stay down here, the more I hit these bumps and what have you, uh, the more I'm in danger of the thing just falling apart on me and getting stuck. <laughs> and then you're trapped. And having to pay the three grand or whatever. I'm just like, I'm not about that. I'll take it to my guy back home once I get there. And, you know, even if he says it's three grand to repair it, fine. At least I don't have to pay sales tax on top of that. <laughs> so it's still a win. Granted, it, it was a little bit of a nail biter because I was just like, boy, if, if it, that falls apart on me on the highway and then I get into an accident or whatever. It's like, no, no, just got to be positive. And thankfully the highway coming back, it was, it was very smooth and not, not really unnerving. Good shit. Right. And I, I realized that I don't think I still actually answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you just went on a well it must have been a really frustrating like thing because yeah you did not answer the question <laughs> apologies for the digression no i yeah i i did i, I just went off on a rant there no it was, it's okay it was tough but as you know where i was going with that what i was saying is that another reason that i came back early is because i felt that i was endangering the car and the chance of it falling apart on me the longer i stayed down there roaming around on those roads so you know airbnb is flexible you can adjust your stay and they'll refund you accordingly based on you know how how much time before you know you're supposed to before your trip was originally supposed to end and you know the time you're actually making that adjustment is so it's like i didn't get as much money back as i thought it would but no, it was something. So that was great. You know, my host was great. She was super flexible about it. And I think she ended up having somebody inquire for the time that I had just freed up anyway. So win-win. It's like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna mosey. So and it wasn't so like I was saying, it was one because of the car. I'm I'm here, you know, for the car. Two because of the road trip that came up while I was down there. So one of uh, the friends that I was telling you about who we're hanging out with during Mardi Gras, she was doing this Route 66 road trip and just put an open invitation on Facebook for company. And I thought about it, I was like, you know, we hung out for a few days, things seemed to go really well. Uh, I think I could, I think we could tolerate each other for 20 days, you know, in that proximity and what have you. So, you know, I offered to go along and she didn't say no to <laughs> them. She, she said yes. And she was like, all right, let's, let's do this. Um, and so now we're doing it. It's just like, wow, this is very unusual for me, but at the same time, YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to develop that mentality a little bit more. <laughs> it's like 10 years late, but Hey, whatever. Serious. Yeah. <laughs> I think I haven't said YOLO since like I was 23, but uh, <laughs> no, that's what it, it's what it's all about. Because look, it, even though it pretty much evens out to be the same amount of time anyway, you know, I was going to yeah. be in New Orleans till mid-April, but now I'm just going to end up in LA a few days after that and then just flying right back. So it's more or less the same. And I get an entirely different experience on top of that. Or you get sucked in, sucked in by the Los Angeles bug and you stay. Oh, well, I suppose that's possible. In which it case, I'll have, to, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to cancel my root canals and tell my job I'm not coming back for another couple of weeks. Yeah, it's like that's, that's, that's one thing, you know, probably the, the big thing right now that's getting me back to New Hampshire on a certain date is I've needed root canals at least since just before I left for New Orleans. And I was like, you know, I, I, I can't, I, I didn't have enough time based on when I found out I actually needed them to get them done before I was leaving. I was just like, it can wait three months. Uh, truth be told, I've probably needed them for longer just due to the nature of um, the previous injury, you know, where this stuff is located, et cetera. But <laughs> Um, luckily there's no, you know, there's no pain. There's no red swollen gums or anything like that. It's just like, oh, 
those nerves are dead and they need to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, okay. No, but no outward sign of infection or anything, but it's like, all right, let's, uh, let's do this. Okay. All right. I know. Right. So it's like, I scheduled a time for when I knew I'd be back. It's like, yeah, that's, that's something great to look forward to for my return. <laughs> but I mean, if it comes down to it and you know, she's flexible and I can make more things happen, then maybe I will move that root canal appointment. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> wouldn't you just, be the first time things have changed in the last couple months. Maybe, maybe, dude, you just look up some auditions and how, like, what's the time window? Like, say you get in, into LA, like, do you have like a day or two? I actually, or you're just really. like getting right on a plane, like you're driving into like Los Angeles and you happen to swing. I forget where proximity where LAX is, but because the last time I was out there, I flew into Anaheim and then just drove over to fucking Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, practically, I mean, we also we also considered the possibility that we don't get along and I bail at the nearest airport wherever we are along the way. If you get if you get trapped in Des Moines, just let me know. I've always wanted to visit Iowa. I'll I'll drive Ooh. out and get you. I'll bring the baby. Okay. <laughs> nice. Baby's first road trip. <laughs> yeah, that's not no, we're not doing <laughs> Apparently my parents drove to Canada with me as in infant and I guess yeah it was not a good experience for them. I cried and I cried and I cried and oh my and gosh. My daughter I, seems to like the car and I'm actually really excited about that. Okay, so good. We'll see what happens. Um but yeah, dude, if you got like a, if you if you make it, you got like a day or two, just I'd say like right now, just like throw out some headshots and just like I don't know, see if something lines up. You don't fucking know. Or you can end up like that Netflix show. Um what the fuck is it called? Uh, cherry flavored. Uh, I don't know, but it's about like literally a filmmaker going to Los Angeles and uh, linking up with a producer. And then it just goes down a wormhole of really dark, <laughs> bad things. I don't want that to happen to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. It does sound interesting though. Well, look that this is all really cool. I'm happy you, I don't know. This is just, this is like a cool little like part two to the very first interview of the basement. You were my first, you were my first guest. I mean, to be fair to the other guests that were kind of in the bundle of the first guests, I actually recorded you last and I was just like, this is a good kickoff to the show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> literally just me and evan talking and like there's not like something to really be plugged or anything but like we're i think mm-hmm. we did kind of plug your twitch stream which by the way i know you kind of put that on the back burner but has that changed no it's it's still very much on the back burner i i mean when i when love I, when people's responses are that no nah, man <laughs> i just haven't fucking done it <laughs> when i when i do get back from this next adventure i will look into fine-tuning some things readdressing it that might not happen all at once but it it's basically become more so how to transition to fate streaming on facebook gaming i think is the better route to go for a multitude of reasons doing that like i was having i was having connection issues with the internet and so i had to get with the landlord and 
this was this was before I left in January. This is like the end of December. And I just got a group text, my housemate and I from him like a week and a half, two weeks ago. He finally figured out what the issue was. Finally got a technician out there. It was like, oh, there are too many splitters and this one's too exposed to the weather. And now we've got much better signal. So I'll be able to give it another go, see what happens. Cool, yeah. man. Well, I look forward to it. I know I, I remember you got some press for your uh back home in New Hampshire for your, yeah, your video uh, game. That, you know, it feels uh, I almost feel a little bit guilty about that. So you go and hype me up, and then it's like people actually follow those links. I let you down, <laughs> Tyler. I'm sorry, it's man. Like, just this empty space, the abyss. Like, oh, he's not there anymore. I know you feel bad because you had this. You were in the news about all that stuff, but I mean that that's happened to everybody who's I don't know. Yeah, press like I. That's happened to anybody who's ever gotten like a fucking I don't know. Like I, I maybe this is a bad comparison, but I will never forget. Um, at the end of high school, <laughs> I got like a two hundred and fifty dollars scholarship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um from i don't know because like i was i I wasn't really what i am now as i was in high school like most people uh i was a farm boy i worked on farms and like i looked like Mm -hmm. i worked on farms in school like i'd get up in the morning before school and go work for a couple hours and come in smelling like shit and (laughs) um but like i got this scholarship on like awards night for seniors for like furthering their study in agriculture and i was like uh okay fuck that like i'm not doing that but fuck that and they gave me a check for 250 dollars <laughs> and i never really thanked like whoever the scholarship was and so like i've always felt bad about shit like that like any any time i've ever got like that's why i don't like a lot of praise you know what i mean like you know i will always say oh thank you but i, I try not to like try to like dive too far deep into it like because if it's they're trying to put a label on me or something, you know, Yeah. But I don't want to like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting at here, but. Um. No, it's like there's, there's an expectation and maybe a certain amount of pressure to live up to that praise or that scholarship or, or that news segment. I, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll never forget um, a year after I graduated uh, from community college, I had this, this guy who, who I knew who was still taking classes there invited me back to the school. Um, I had just made my feature film and it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> and um, he like invited me back to talk on like their, like talk to their, not to their class. It was like a radio class. And he, he did like an interview, like on the radio for the college and like, I could tell he was so like into what I did. And I remember sitting there being like, dude, I'm struggling to find a fucking job right now. Like you're not talking to JJ Abrams. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I appreciate it. I really, I appreciate it. But I was like, oh my God, I, I just feel like I'm letting this guy down completely. <laughs> um, anyway, not. Not to end the show on any self-deprecation because I invited you back on because, again, like I've said now like three times, I think it's cool that you went out and did something that you set your mind to. And for better or for worse, for bad car suspension or not, you fucking did it. Right. 
And you know, you probably you're, you're a fucking movie producer now, by the way. I already said that. <laughs> Thanks. But, um, no. As you know, there you go, creating that, that expectation. You know what? Oh, if they don't sign shit, dude, the movie's gonna bomb now. Like, <laughs> you're I gonna feel, come back in a year, and like, I'm gonna ask you, and you're gonna be like, I'm not coming back on the show. <laughs> Everything you just said out loud last year, fuck that. No, like, the movie didn't go anywhere. Like, I'm on the street be now. knocking on wood and all that. I have to <laughs> live in New Hampshire year round now. I'm, I'm struggling on the street. I'm I'm a Walmart <laughs> greeter. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but <laughs> oh man, no. they tell me. I no. mean, I, I was actually I was I was going to ask. Did have you ended up looking into you know Twitch streaming at all since you had expressed an interest? I mean, I no, know you're in a the dead. same you boat as you, man. What have you? But <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, I don't. Anyway. I I talk to people, but it's just like I I I don't think what I wanted to get going, I can't really get going. At least like not right now anymore. Yeah. So, but Understandable. yeah. So um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes that's just the way it goes. I don't know if I mentioned last year that I was looking at maybe getting back into stage hypnotism. Also, yes, you did. Yeah, and that did not happen. <laughs> That, so look, here's here's what did happen. Now I don't know if I mentioned that my the house that I was living in with my parents at the time had sold or I think it literally just did when we well, right. when we did the the first interview. Yeah, you know I I think you're right as far as timing goes. It probably just did, and then there was this massive upheaval to uproot ourselves from that place that we'd spent 20 years in and when the dust finally settled after all was said and done they're in their place i'm in my place and we still had to <laughs> we still had to unpack our lives what, yeah. what didn't end up in the dumpster anyway <laughs> and by the time you know while still holding down our jobs all that stuff by the time we were settled, by, especially by the time I was settled, I, I found myself in just a totally different state of mind, mind frame, uh, headspace. And I was just like, okay, what do I really want to do now? What direction do I really want to go? And I wasn't, sh- I just wasn't sure if it was hypnotism anymore, or if it was acting, or if it was streaming, or something else. And you know, I, I love that this happened because as many times as I've had that conversation with myself over the years, like producing never came up. That was never a thing. That was never an option. And now just here it is presented to me. And I'm like, sure. So it's like, I'm in this yes mentality and just being open to the workings of the universe and going with the flow. And I, I think that's, I think there's, Something to be said for that. I think it's important. I think it's good to be open to those sorts of things and not too set in your ways because that can lead to problems or stagnation at the very least, stalled momentum. So now at least at least I got the ball rolling on something. Now I can pick away at an audition here and there, but if, if I lock into that, I find myself getting burnt out very quickly if I'm not getting enough of a return. So at least if I can, you know, even just multitask a little bit, dedicate a little bit of energy here, a little bit of energy there, I it, it feels better as far as energy flow goes. And 
especially as we make progress with getting these films through post-production. It's like, okay, that's a win. That's measurable progress. And it's good to be able to feel good about that. No, I've, I've, I've had some good auditions recently and you know, a couple of bites, but no, nothing, nothing firm yet. But, you know, when I'm just doing that, it's like, man, uh, it, you know, it, it's tough. It's like you start to create this expectation for yourself and, you know, maybe end up letting yourself down or something. At least that's what it's like for me. It might be different for other people, but even just trying to focus or shift focuses between streaming, you know, maybe hypnotism or TikToking, you know, doing short form my own entertainment. That's, it's, it's definitely a mentality thing. You know, I can put a dozen TikToks out and, you know, some of them might do decently. One might do really well and then a bunch will do crap. And then I might get on a streak where a bunch do not well at all. And it's just like an energy suck. And again, it goes back to that return. It's like, okay, to maintain a positive frame of mind and mental headspace, what do I have to change? What do I have to do to remain productive and also maintain the sanity? And, you know, hypnotism just didn't happen to come back around at that point in time last year and it hasn't since. Do I still scratch my head and wonder about it every once in a while? Sure, but it, it's just it's just not for the here and now and, and I'm okay with that. I think that is a good stamp on everything we've just talked about here today. All I right. tried. <laughs> no, no I, no, I seriously mean that. Like that was, that, that was quite a good, uh, that was a good way to wrap it up here. Thanks. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, Evan Clinton, this was awesome. You are my spirit animal, basically. <laughs> you are my you are my brother from another mother. I don't fucking know, man. But like, um, in case we want to uh, follow your travels or whatever, where can we find you on the internet? EvanClinton.com is the easiest way. There's you keep a website updated. Other... Yes, there's links to other what other social medias and all that kind of thing on there but evanclinton.com is the main hub and it's thankfully easy to remember and i can say that i own my own domain a lot of folks can't apparently yeah i i'm uh, restructuring a website right now and um it's because my domain expired so no. like but i'm like this is actually a good time to fix some things so um anyway that just made me look bad on the air. I can't even maintain a domain. Uh, but um, uh, <laughs> um, don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. Uh, good luck in Los Angeles, or good luck. Well, you'll be in Los Angeles for a little bit, but good luck on the trip to Los Angeles, and good luck on the trip back. Good luck with your root canal, and obviously we shall stay in touch. Thanks. Um, Sounds great. Maybe maybe we'll do a part three. Who knows? Part three coming in about three hundred and sixty-five days. And you guys yeah. know you guys know the routine. Leave a rating, re- leave a review for the basement, so this does not go into the abyss of all the millions and millions of podcasts out in the world. Take care, everybody. Yeah.